0: You have to just look at me now. Hey, I got a text from Pastor Zach. He is with his uh, visiting his mom and he said he's watching live now. He wants to say hello to everybody and that he loves you. So you should we well, let's all stand up, turn, and face the camera and say we love you, Pastor Zach. <laughs> that was good. I heard someone <laughs> It's like the Beatles are in town. Wow. So it's an honor. What a great worship uh, team we have. Yeah. John wrote that last song, Abba. Apparently I helped because my name's on there. So I, I, where's John? What did I, how did I help? Not really, huh? Inspiration. No, it's really his tune though. It was awesome. Um, I love that man Abba Abba, you know, just call him papa, and so anyway, thank you guys, awesome thank you who uh again, who was at the conference uh, this last good so uh we uh we welcome the first time visitors, and uh everyone looks pretty and uh yeah, especially my wife, so do I Chris, I just heard, so do you chris so why so the um the Friday session, I spoke, um, I, I did a teaching on Dreamers called Release the Dreamers. And so if you were, I'm kind of going to do that again. So if you were here Friday morning, I apologize. You're going to hear it again. But I'll probably have a little bit of a different take, you know, because that's how things roll. But but um, I just feel like there's a whole generation of people who have for years... Had their dreams locked up, and God says it 's time to unlock those dreams. Now listen, I believe you could say that through all history, you could say that I could have said that hundred years ago, but I think there 's something special happening right now. I think there 's a movement of dreamer, a movement of dreamers being released upon the land, and I think it starts with us um I wrote this down. There's a movement of dreamers rising up in the land who are positioning themselves to do the great. These people are not just merely satisfied with the status quo. Good just isn't good enough anymore. They must see their dreams and desires fulfilled or they will die trying. And so there's also been a generation of people raised in the church and we love the church bride of Christ But there's the church, and then there's religion. And there's a generation of people who've been raised under religious uh, authority and a religious mindset and a religious spirit, and religion hates the dreamers. Because religion fears anything it can't control. Can't control a dreamer. And it fears, religion fears anything that is unknown. And dreamers run To the unknown. They do. And so some of you may have even been in a stifling situation like that. Where maybe you've shared your dream with someone in authority, and that religious spirit came and said, No, no, that's not for you. JD talks about that. JD, stand up real quick. JD was one of our speakers. He's a spirit-filled actor in Hollywood, has done amazing things, has there, there you go has, been in, uh, has done scenes with Tom Hanks, he's been in Dexter, anyway, all these cool things. But, then, but years ago, a pastor told him, "You're not an actor, right? A, a spiritual authority." Why? Why would they do that? It's a religious spirit. And then years later, that was broken off you. And you are an actor, obviously. I mean, just look at him. Like, if you look up actor in the dictionary, there's a picture of JD. Chiseled face. Sculpted body. I told him he needs to play a superhero. I, I really think he should be uh, the next uh, Batman no, huh? No, come up here, JD. I have to do. I'm sorry. Come right up here. He's in black. Look at him. Does he not look like a put put a Batman? Th- now, can you do the uh, I, I'm Batman thing? I'm Batman. Come on, let's do it. The next Batman. Yeah. Anyway, he's a dreamer. Here's the deal: we're all dreamers and we're all creatives. That's the thing I was trying to get through at the conference is everybody's a creative because God's a creative God. And God said, what? In the beginning, I created, right? In the beginning, God created. And then he said, he's cre- and then he created man and women in his likeness and image, in his image and likeness. And he says, I am creating you. To be in my image and to be in my likeness. I want you to be like me. I want you to look like me. I want you to talk like me. I want you to smell like me. And guess what? I'm creative. So are you. And do you know God's command to them? What was his first command as a a couple? Be fruitful and multiply. His first command was create. And so we are a creative people that has been squashed by people that have spoken things in our life that says, no, you can't. And it's time we say, yes, we can. In this, in this mode of losing our, our dream and losing our sound, we lose hope. And there was such hope released today in worship. I, I'm telling you, I really, I really felt it. There was such hope released in worship. Because if you, if you don't have hope, you, you, you really have nothing. Because you look at the world and everything looks terrible. You know, it's like, oh, my gosh, my, my car broke down. I got no money to fix my car. Another kid? Like, serious? We can't afford the three we have. What's going on here? going to work. Sorry, but you're fired today. What? Oh, let, you know, let economy, blah, blah, blah. We, we had these great dreams and, and now we're more focused on just living every day, just trying to make a buck. And what happens is our sound gets silent. I said this at the conference. Look, I was raised in the church, man. I was like popped out in a pew. Man, my dad was a pastor. We had, we had old pews, wooden pews. This was in the uh, 80s. A good old AG church, glory to God. My dad used to prophesy. Well, he wasn't black though, so I don't know. <laughs> he wasn't like that. But he would prophesy. But it was a good old, you know, tongue-talking, Bible-believing, devil-spanking church. And we had these pews there wood and as a little kid if my dad would preaching i'd i'd lean over to the pew the, the one in front of me and i'd get my teeth on it and i'd leave teeth marks and all these pews have teeth marks on them from me and then my dad is a small church and and if I, if i was messing up i remember one sunday i was in the back sunday and i was messing with my you know my friends just talking you know doing whatever <laughs> this was before ipads and I you know, phones and smartphones, so I don't know what we were playing. We were probably drawing pictures of of something. I don't know. And my dad said, He called me Christopher. Christopher get up here. Sit in the front row. So I have to in the mature it's like walking down the aisle. I'm like, Oh my gosh. So I go to the front row and I sit down there and I'm just like so embarrassed. Anyway, my point was I was raised in the church. In other words, I have only known Jesus. I mean, it's a blessing. Some of you have stories where you just discovered Jesus and the glory of God. I have only known the glory of God, you know, it, you know in pieces anyway. You know what I mean? I've only known Jesus. And so I said this at uh, Friday. I said, you know, there's honestly, there's no way. Uh, honestly, I'm just, I'm not being, there's no way I'm going to hell i mean i couldn 't if I tried i mean i 'm a son, I know i 'm a son God says i 'm a son, and that's that 's that it 's like my son can never not stop being my son, Josh and my daughter Gwen and Coco, my beautiful little coco, they could never stop being my kids i don 't care what they do they 're my kids they 'll always be my kids and i 'll always have a place for, you know in my heart for them so I know that about me i 'm always so see and a lot of you are the same way you 're like yeah there 's no even if I tried to like go to hell, I couldn't, right? Because you, once you've tasted, taste and see that the Lord is good. Once you've tasted, you, you just can't go back. But so the enemy, he's not so concerned in my soul because he doesn't have it and will never will. He's concerned in my sound. So if he can squelch and stifle my sound, he figure he won. Because what happens is when my sound is silenced when my dream is stopped and I'm not doing what God's called me to do and I'm not walking in the desires of my heart, there's an entire generation of people that miss out on the sound of heaven that I'm going to bring. And that's what he's trying to do. He's trying to silence the church. And here's the funny thing. He silences the church with the church. The spirit of religion comes in. And it says, if I can just control you, I'll tell you who you are. I'll tell you what you're to be. I once had a leader tell me this. I want you to be, I want you to do well. This was a person I served under. He said, I want you to do well because when you do well, I look good. I want you to look good because when you look good, I look good. It's a, good, it's a good reflection upon me. And I sat there and I thought, that just does not sound right to me. I want my kids to do well regardless of how, what kind of credit I get. I want them to just be great. So hopelessness comes in. It says in the Bible, hope deferred makes the heart sick, but longing fulfills the tree of life. I love the cemetery here. Hope deferred (sighs) makes the heart sick. Now, we know that everything flows out of your heart. A sick heart is a very sad thing. You ever had a sick heart? I mean, like, I mean, not necessarily like a heart attack, but like a sick heart. You've been around someone where they're just like, you just go, man, can I give you a hug or something? Because you just like, you need a kiss. Holy kiss. But it says this, a longing fulfilled is a tree of life. I love that tree of life. Look at tree of life. In the Garden of Eden God put a tree of life right in the garden. Tree of life brings life. I love also in Revelation it talks about the tree of life bearing fruit in every month. And the leaves of the tree heal the nations. So listen, when you are living out the desires of your heart, the things that God has put in your heart to do, the dreams that you have, when you are living those out, you have season after season after season of fruitfulness. There is no unfruitful season in your life. It's always fruitful because you're doing what God's called you to do. You're doing what's in your heart to do. And when you are doing, listen, when you are doing what you are called to do, God is most glorified in you. When you're walking in the desires of your heart, God says, I want to give you every desire of your heart. And when you're walking in those desires, God is most glorified in you because you are glorifying him. And so hope comes in like a flood. So let me give you some practical things here. How many of you say, I'm a dreamer, like I have big dreams? Yeah, should be everybody. How many of you say you're a creative person? After what, I should be everybody, right? I mean, sometimes, look, and there are the creative right brain and their creative left brain. I don't know which, I don't remember which side is which. I think left is the, like the more like artsy, is that right? Or is that right brain? Is it right brain? So I would, I personally would, I guess, tend to be more right brained. But there's a lot of creativity in left-brained people. You know, it's like um, I was on SOS Radio this week. Did anybody catch it? I was on SOS Radio in the morning, the morning show. Thank you. Five people. Thank you very much. And um, the, the 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 announcer, the guy, the DJ or whatever, asked me um, if um, if you if you're born a creative, or if you could be taught to be creative. And I thought, Man, that's a great question. And I said, you know, I was, I was pretty much born in like, as soon as I came out, it was like, oh, butterflies, creative things, cool. I mean, when I was a little kid, again, this is the 80s. Well, actually, it's the 70s. I was born in 73. And so when I was like my son's age and my daughter's age, I mean, we're still in the 70s, bell bottoms and hippies. Uh, they're all coming back. I'm starting to see bell bottoms again. Lord help me. And um, I used to go, we used to go to the store and I would be like, can I get cardboard? Like they sell now, like those, those, those the thin cardboards are like a dollar sheets. You like, like, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Poster board. And I'd buy a bunch of poster board and I'd sit there for hours and I would design stadiums and I'd have every little seat and I'd have the field and I'd have the light standards and it was awesome. This, is, this was me as a child. I was pretty creative. And then another day, I would grab the video camera from my dad's closet. And this is the old school video cameras. This isn't just like your phone, you know, HD, 7, you know, 1080, which is awesome. These were these guys. Like, you had to go, you know, when I was a little 10-year-old, and it's like, bam, and I'm putting this huge thing. And it was you looked through the the, the the um the lens and it was black and white, but it was it was actually in color, but the lens was in black and white and then uh and it was upside down. No, that was like the thirties. But anyway, uh and I was always like I was always creative. So but I always wanted to be filming, but I also wanted to be the guy being filmed, so it was kinda hard for me. So it's kinda like, Hey, you know, I'm you know So I was always creative. It's just who I am. God, you know, it's just, it's just in me to be creative and to be a dreamer. But when the guy asked the question, I had to think about it. And I said, you know what? I know you can be trained as a creative or we wouldn't be having these, this conference. But I think everybody's born with, with creativity. And I said this. Even the, the left brain guy is creative in his little Excel spreadsheets. Like, I look at that and I go like, Oh, my gosh stop. And then I go and they're like, oh yeah, i move this here, move this there, did this. Oh, look at this line here. Did this here. I put this percentage here and blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, dude, I could never do that. That's actually creative, right? right? We're all creative. And so what happens is we're jaded by the things of the world. People have said to us, people have spoken curses over us. I love what Daniel Bashu was here. He wrote the song called Seas of Crimson. Every curse was broken. Listen, that means every curse, every curse, every word curse, anything is broken off you. You accept Jesus into your life. Every curse is broken. Done. So stop believing it. Stop it. I mean, I believe in sozo and breakthrough ministry. Of course we do. But sometimes you just got to go, you know, I just, I'm not under a curse anymore. Period. Just look in the mirror and just go, I'm a son. or I'm a daughter. David says, I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. You look in the mirror. You say that. Actually, say it right now. I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. Say, I'm a dreamer. I'm a creative. Every word curse is broken. Here's the thing about dreamers. Dreamers need to hang out with dreamers. See, creativity and dreamers, they, they reproduce each other. I mean, look at Joseph. He had this great dream, and then his brothers were like, you ter- You know, you're horrible, Right? Surround yourself with with dreamers and here's another cool thing like I I I tell my songwriter friends and worship leader friends And if you want to be a good worship leader or a good songwriter Go hang out with people that are doing the things that you want to do, but they're at a greater level than you You want to be a plumber? I don't know. Maybe you want to be a plumber whatever. It's cool. Ain't no shame It's your dream go hang out with some really cool plumbers You want to be an actor? Go hang out with J D. And JD would say, I'm going to hang out with Tom Hanks. Right? I mean it's true. Terry Crews, one of his good friends, Terry Crews, is a very very well known actor. You probably just go like go to his house and just say, just sit on his couch and just be like, just talk. So surround yourself with surround yourself with dreamers, people that will support you in your dream, that will encourage you in your dreams. When you say, yeah, I, you know, I want to do this, they're not like, blah, you suck! And then go find people that are doing the thing that you're doing at a better level. It's what I do. I mean, I'm tenacious about it, man. That's how I got to be friends with so many amazing songwriters, like world-renowned songwriters. I just, like, pester them to death. I mean, there is a limit, you know. You got to be... JD knows because he gets pestered all the time, but there is a limit, but, but I, you know, I'm just like, I just need, like, I need what you have, so I'm going to humble myself and, and like, whatever you want to speak into my life, and there's a spiritual element to this. I love what it says. I want to read this to you, um, let's see here, it's 1 Samuel 19, I love this, now, you remember Saul and David and how Saul kept trying to kill David over and over and over again. David had a dream, and he knew he was to be king, and Saul tried to stop it. And so this is a, a I love this uh, in First in Samuel 19. Saul sends out his messengers, it uh, says, uh, uh, verse, uh, verse 20, Saul sent out messengers to take David. They were going to grab him. They were going to kill him. But when they saw the company of prophets prophesying with Samuel, the Spirit of God came upon the messengers of Saul, and they also prophesied. When it was told to Saul, he sent other messengers, and they also prophesied. So Saul sent messengers again the third time, and they also prophesied. Then he himself went to see what is going on here, I sent you to go grab David. I want you to kill the dreamer. What are you doing? You're coming back. You're prophesying. So it says, Saul himself said, I'm going to take care of business myself. And then he went and he asked, he said, where are Samuel and David? And someone said, behold, they are at Ramah. He proceeded there and the spirit of God came upon him also. So he went along <laughs> prophesying continually. Then he stripped off his clothes and he prophesied before Samuel. And then they said, It's Saul among the prophets. When you surround yourself with dreamers, dreams leap upon you. It's like this thing. You get so inspired, it's like the it's like these guys went to kill uh Killed David, and the prophets were prophesying, and as the Spirit of God leaped upon him, they started prophesying. I don't want to, I don't want to be a prophet, but I'm prophesying. And so Saul says, What's going on here? So he goes. Spirit of God leaps at him. He starts prophesying. One of the coolest songs I wrote, I wrote after spending two days with one of the greatest songwriters in the world, John Mark McMillan. And I just all I did was talk to him. And it's like you get this, I could get this sense of like. Oh, my gosh. He wasn't telling me how to write songs. I wasn't saying, how do, you, how do you personally, do you do chorus first or verse first or whatever? What do you do? No, he was just talking. We were just talking. Of course, me, who I am, I have just taken every opportunity to put my arm around him, and I'm, like, touching him, and I'm, like, in part. I'm not saying that. I'm like, hey, John, let's go. You got to go to the bathroom? I'll go with you. That's cool, dude. It's cool. Standing in the stall next to him. That's cool. We're all good. Just, like, in part. I'm thinking, in part. And I came home and I wrote this amazing song and I wrote it in like five minutes. I went, oh, that's pretty cool. And that's like the Lord went, remember you hung out with one of my greatest songwriters? And I thought, oh my gosh, there's a spiritual element there. You hang out with people that dream. You begin to dream. The things that you laid to rest become to rise again. And here's another thing. Sometimes because the spirit of religion has said you have to to let go of all your pride, which is true. You have to be humble, which is true. But then they say you need to squelch your dreams. You need to put them on the ground. You need to stomp on them. And you need to go do what I tell you to do because I hear from God. When God had never told you to lay down your dreams, he actually said... opposite. He said, run with your dreams because I've given them to you. Stop listening to the noise that says you're not a dreamer. The noise that says you're not good enough because God says you are good enough. You are good enough. Someone you need to hear that. The prophet Joel says in the last days, the spirit of God will hit everyone. That's you. What? We got a whoa <laughs> Young men will dream, dream, or uh, young men will have visions and old men will dream dreams. That's what it says. Now, listen. I know I'm old because I'm a dreamer, but uh, I think it's cool because, look, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to wrap this up. Actually, go ahead and come on bring the band up. I, I love this. The Bible, there's no words wasted here. Young men will have visions, will see visions. How many of you know a young man that has no vision in life? I mean, I was that kid. You know, you're 20, 20 year olds. Some, not all of you know, there's some 20 year olds in here. You have good vision, but a lot of them are just like, oh, yeah, dude, whatever, cool. I'm just going to. And then how many old men and women, older, and if that's you older, you go, man, my dream came and went. I'm too old now. No, 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 no. This is, this is why you got to get this. This is why it's so important. The wording is so important. God says, Nope, I'm going to give the the young men vision and you old guys who thought your dreams went by you years ago. And you're like, I blew it and I didn't do what i what I wanted to do. Guess what? Uh -uh. God says, you're going to dream again. You're going to dream again. You're never too old to walk out the desires of your heart. And I say this, if you are a son, if you are a daughter, you can trust your heart. Follow your heart. Religion tells us don't trust your heart. But that's weird because the Bible says you once had a heart of stone. And when I came in, I give you a heart of flesh. And it says, we we are to have the mind of Christ. So if we're in right relationship with Christ, and we know we're a son, we know we're a daughter, guess what? I can trust my heart. I can trust it. Yeah. I'm going to end with this story. This is really cool. Actually, if you want to stand. God is releasing and unlocking dreamers to dream, dancers to dance, actors to act, writers to write, singers to sing, filmmakers to create, painters to paint, plumbers to plumb, teachers to teach, sons to be sons, daughters to be daughters, fathers to be fathers, mothers to be mothers, churches to be churches, the bride of Christ. This is happening. This movement of dreamers is taking over the land. Steve Jobs, say what you want about him. I don't know if he's saved or not. I actually heard that he might have got saved on his deathbed, which I think is incredible. But Steve Jobs had a dream. And he saw these things in the unknown. Remember, they're not afraid of the unknown. He saw these things in his mind-eye. This, an iPhone, and an iPad, and a computer. He said, these computers are too big. We can make a computer real small. And everyone said, no, that's dumb. And you can't make it. Your phone? A phone like like that, like a computer phone? He said, no, make it happen. We're going to do it. I can see it. And guess what he did? He changed the world. Changed the world. Who wants to change the world? Years ago, when movies, when films were first being made, I don't know the exact time. I don't I think it was sometime in the 30s or a group of Hollywood producers and filmmakers were looking for the best and brightest. They were looking for the most creatives. And guess who they went to? They went to the church. And so they said, Hey, they contacted a bunch of these Christian universities. And they said, Hey, we want your best. And brightest. This is a true story. We want your best and brightest. We think what you have to offer will really help the culture of Hollywood. This was the start of it. This was the start of it now. The birthing of Hollywood. And guess what these colleges and universities did? They got together in their little rooms and their big chairs and their whatevers. And they said, you know what? we don't want anything to do with Hollywood. So they went back to Hollywood and they said, you know what? What you're putting out is trash. We're not sending you our best and brightest. We missed a huge opportunity to literally affect culture. Why? Because we let religion come in and dictate. Well, what we need to do is we need to say, dreamers dream. Dreamers need to infiltrate every area of life. Hollywood, politics, retail. Dreamers, go. Sons and daughters of the living God, go. Go. Be fruitful and multiply and release the kingdom of heaven wherever you go. Your love will change nations. Your dreams will change nations. And then guess what? We will see entire regions and entire cities bow to Jesus. They will bow. So lift your hands. You lift your hands and say, God, I'm going to dream again. I'm going to dream again. I'm going to dream again. Come on. I'm going to dream again. Wow. I sense like a, do you sense this? Like this movement, like the shifting, like the spirit of God brooding over the waters. I sense it right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah Some of us need to repent for Putting dreams down when God never said to And that's okay, just repent Say, I'm sorry, Daddy I shouldn't have, and I'm picking it up now I've had to do that (laughs) Yeah, amen you know what I wanna do? Whoa, it's powerful. But I do, I wanna, I wanna I wanna transition. I do. I wanna end with the song Release the Dreamers. Because I wanna go out in a celebratory mode today. I really do. In fact, let's all come to the front. All the dreamers, come to the front. How is there someone to dare sit in their seat after that? Ha <laughs> ha. You guys feel encouraged? You want to write a book? Go write a book. Come on, just do it. I have to tell myself that. I have a book that's been that's been in me for years, and I just like just the other day, I'm like, I just need to write it. Just go do it. But I like what Bill Johnson says: just go do what you want to do, and when you're when you're doing it, go heal the sick, raise the dead, cast out demons that's it. just be just be the kingdom be just just be heaven